This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding. We're back. We're back. Another episode of The Russell. Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Turkey, turkeys. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, So we do a weird tradition where um, we have family come over for dessert in the morning, mainly because... uh, by the time you eat your dinner, they're almost too full. You don't have space. You gotta wait an hour or two trying to make space. Some people, some people's stomach don't empty as quickly as others. I mean, I eat some big meal. I'm not ready to eat <laughs> dessert in 20 minutes. I'm not ready to eat dessert in an hour, an hour and a half. So, people like that dessert in the morning is pretty good, especially because what else are you eating in the morning? Um, nobody really wants to cook or do anything like that. So. The dessert in the morning instead of after dinner has been our tradition, and we've invited people over. Some people, not going to name any names, they wear stars in their hats, but they're not stars at the breakfast because they just don't show up. Everyone, he's talking about me, just so you know. I uh, appreciate, you know, you call me out on the show. But it's true, you know, I don't care for breakfast or, you know, dessert at breakfast. Or dessert. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to watch my girl's figure as well. There's breakfast items there, too. There's there's quiches, there's croissants. My wife makes croissants from scratch. Oh, Um, yeah. There's definitely breakfast items if you need breakfast. There's coffee, there's eggnog, there's orange juice, there's chocolate milk, Halo Farms. If you know about it, you know. If you know, you know. All of our New Jersey, you know, natives know about the Halo Pub. Listen, if only this person, your wife, would just open up a bakery, then I could have it anytime I want. But she reluctantly doesn't want to do that. Anyway, we digress. You know, we hope you guys are having a safe, wonderful, good holiday weekend. Enjoying it with the family and, of course, watching football because, you know, what else is there better time to watch football than on Thanksgiving? But never forget your fantasy teams either. And that's why the Russell is here. We're going to do this week 12 preview starting off with the Thursday night game or Thursday games. I was about almost said Thursday night. And, you know, hopefully help you guys make that last final stretch into your playoffs because this is this is it if you're sitting on you know 500 uh on the season and you got to make that push we got to help you get you there you ready lance i'm ready let's start off like we always do with the news not a lot of news though we're just going to tell you the bye weeks chiefs cardinals no Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, CEH, Kyle Murray, D-Hop, but you haven't had them for, you know, like two, three weeks now. Um, no James Conner. 
So make sure you guys get in people to replace them. Maybe check your waiver wire for anyone who, you know, dropped any of those guys, the Moores, uh, AJ Green, McCole Hardman. Keep your eye out. As a reminder, we've been saying it all last show and we'll say it again. Check your Twitter, your sleeper app for late game scratches, especially for Thursday. Six teams are playing and it's a short week. And the games start early, 10 a.m. Eastern. So set your lineups early. And if you're doing a bunch of stuff, obviously family things, you might want to look at it, you know, Wednesday, sooner than later. All right, let's get into things. Lance, let's give him some starts and some sets for week 12. All right, well, let's start off with the, the big boy, right? Debo going against the bad defense. Put up points last week. He's been putting up points all season long, so expect Debo to be a big start this week. Um, he's going against Minnesota. Minnesota's defense is pretty porous. They're pretty much always playing from behind. They're in shootouts almost every single week. So Minnesota, it's 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 raring to be a good game. San Fran's going to need to keep scoring. Um, that doesn't mean that Minnesota guys, I'm a start on though. I don't think that Justin Jefferson is going to get a heck of a lot more than his typical. Kirk Cousins is going to be a little bit lower than his average. And Adam Thielen is probably going to be around his average as well. So I'm not expecting bumps on their side. But that doesn't mean that Debo and, and San Fran aren't going to try and roll on. Another start, I'm hoping for a bounce back week from Zeke. Uh, it's going to be a short week. If... <clears throat> McCarthy was smart. He would lean into the run, get away from the pass, especially considering Cooper is likely not going to be there. Almost perfectly not going to be there, right? Uh, and CD is likely not going to be able to play. Short week, people are injured. Dak is kind of hard to know what you're going to get out of that quarterback. And you're going against a defense that's susceptible to the run. Zeke, I'm expecting to bounce back, and hopefully they lean in so and maybe even Pollard be able to get some stuff going as well if they're hitting them with the one-two punch. And then the third start, Gibson. Last week he was a sit. This week I'm saying he's a start. Going against Seattle. Seattle's offense has been terrible, so they're not going to be jumping out on leads on Washington. And Washington's probably going to be nursing a lead and trying to keep the, the game under control. And that means a lot of ground control. Um, Ron Riviera likes to run. So expect Gibson to be able to get that. McKissick might have a bump in points too, spelling uh, uh, Gibson on some of those runs, but I hope uh, I'm expecting Gibson to get most uh, activity. The sits. <clears throat> Last week's sits from Ooze were the Dolphins, every single person on the Dolphins. This week, my sits is every single person on the Dolphins, but specifically Tua. They're going against Carolina's defense. Carolina is not the New York Jets. Carolina is not going to make Tua look like a viable star starting fantasy option. So don't expect anywhere near 22 points this week. Don't expect anywhere near his average. It's probably going to be below average. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting benched at some point during the game because that's just how difficult going against Carolina's defense is. Um, my second sit um, outside of the Dolphins is Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's going up against another tough team, number one against the running backs, fantasy-wise. And last week, he didn't exactly do a whole heck of a lot. 
to the point that Ronald Jones actually outscored him fantasy wise. Um, expect another week where Leonard Fournette's not going to get his average and, and not somebody you're going to want in your starting lineup. And for my third sit, Dak, where have you been lately, Prescott? <laughs> we're um, we're going on another week where I'm going to say he's a sit, <clears throat> and he's going to go out there and put up 40 points, take home a turkey leg. Um, but I'm going to sit behind this prediction. I'm thinking Zeke's going to get the turkey leg. I think Dak's going to take a back seat here. And really, who else is he going to throw to? Michael Gallup's in the lineup, but it certainly didn't do anything once CeeDee Lamb was out. And um, you just can't expect a whole heck of a lot of out, out of him. Dalton Schultz got decent points last week. But the week before, when Dak went off, Dalton didn't even have a lot of points. So it's really one of those things where the, there's no way for you to guess how their offense is going to go. But if I was a betting man and if they were a smart team, they'd probably lean into their run this week, get behind somebody who can actually get in there, do the work, because he certainly didn't do any of that work last week. Zeke's going to be the start. Dak's going to be the sit. All right. All right. Let me see. I was trying to think of a couple more while you were talking because obviously Ooze usually has his. I will say um, I like DJ Moore in the matchup against the Dolphins. Um, he hasn't been spectacular, but he did get a touchdown and get some passing yards with Cam last week. Um, another start, I will say Russ. I'm hoping for a bounce back game here. He's playing Washington. They let up the most fancy points to the quarterbacks. We just saw what Cam did to Washington and hoping for some positive regression here after coming off of that injury and having two bad weeks. And, you know, people are probably, you know, thinking about benching Russ. Honestly, I wish I did last week because I had Cam picked him up, thought Russ wasn't going to play or wasn't going to play good. And I started Russ, and I still won. That's the only good thing about this whole story. Um, let's see a sit. Coming in over here. Some of us got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> a sit will be Ryan Tannehill. I don't know what's going on in um, Tennessee lately, but they're going up against the Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick is just a mastermind at certain things, and they're defense has been playing crazy as well so it doesn't look too good and I think they waived Adrian Peterson I think I saw that today um so I'm not trusting Ryan Tannehill this is looking like a trap for um him and then two weeks in a row though two weeks in a row for down because they just got them sells Molly Watt by the uh, Houston Texans Exactly. In division loss, big loss, because it actually dropped their lead from two games to one game in their division. And they also came down in the conference as well. So, I mean, do, can they win this game? Probably. Is it going to be a low scoring affair? And will he have fantasy relevance and a lot of fantasy points? That's what I'm predicting, that he doesn't get that. And right. other sits, I mean, especially if Patterson doesn't play for the Falcons, I'm not looking to play anyone on Atlanta versus Jaguars. And we can get into that a little <laughs> bit more in the preview. It could be a great, 
It could be a great game. I mean, two terrible teams. Are their defenses that great? I mean, yeah, this is true. It could be. It could be like that Washington Giants game where we thought it was going to be low scoring, and instead, yeah. I was correct in who won, but I was not correct on what the point total was going to be. This is very true. But anyway, those are some more starts and sits, and let's get into the games of the week. So we got three games on Thursday, three big games. We got the typical Lions are playing. We got the typical Cowboys are playing. And we got an atypical Saints and Bills game, right? So let's start off with the Bears-Lions. That's all. Bears-Lions. Started <laughs> off. That's, a, that's on Thursday. That's your first game. Um, why'd you say 10 o'clock? Why'd you say 10 o'clock last show? Looks, It's a 12.30 start time, right? Pre-game starts at 12, wrong... right after the parade. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong uh, <laughs> what, time central. <laughs> what time zone are you in? <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> something something told yeah, me 10. So, so maybe maybe it so was NFL game day starts at 10. My apologies, everyone. Maybe. maybe. Hey, I got everyone, yeah, I you know, I got everyone up early trying to set their lineups before 10. I'm a, I'm a, that's a good thing. Guys are super prepared. Yeah, for those who are waking up listening to it now, you still have time. <laughs> so we got the 1230 game, right? <clears throat> Detroit, uh, Detroit. I love watching these games. Detroit and Chicago conference game. It's, it's hard to judge, right? And another thing that's going to be hard to judge here is not just conference, but also division. Who's going to be the quarterback for Chicago? And, and which Jared Goff is going to show up for Detroit? Uh, DeAndre Swift is going to get those points. That boy is going to eat. I expect him to be a big factor in this game. Um, Detroit, will they get their first win? I don't know. Um, but that could have something to do with whether or not Justin Fields starts or not. And that's something hard to say because I wanted Justin Fields to be drafted by the Jets instead of Zach Wilson. But I don't think the offense and the offensive mind state of the coaches in Chicago are good enough for fields to thrive, but somehow it's good enough for Andy Dalton to live and eat. So if Andy gets the nod, if Andy ends up in the game, Chicago might be able to take this one away from Detroit. Otherwise I'm hoping for Detroit to win this game, but fantasy wise, it really outside of Deandre Swift, uh, it really depends on what quarterback's going to be in there for Chicago. If Andy Dalton, expect those guys that we put there as guys that you wanted to look on your waiver wire. Um, Goodwin and what was the other wide receiver? Those wide receivers, look for those guys because Andy Dalton's going to keep trying to make those connections. Detroit's defense is not that great. So if he's able to get there, he will be making those passes. Uh, the only other guy is Mooney, unless we're talking about someone else. On to the next game, 4.30, probably around dinner time. Um, or right before we've got the Raiders versus America's team who plays every Thanksgiving yours truly the Dallas Cowboys hopefully they bounce back from last week kind of like they did the week prior when they got the beat down from Denver and they came back and beat down Atlanta I'm hoping for just good things but you know I'll limit my expectations without Amari Cooper, without hopefully the you know left tackle um, Smith is back because we saw it two years ago last year, whenever he was out, especially on a Thanksgiving game, I think 
a couple years ago, that left side just got too much pressure and Dak kept getting sacked or had to hurry up and throw the ball. And it was just not pretty as a Dallas Cowboys fan. But uh, Lance mentioned it earlier, Zeke is going up against the Raiders who are susceptible to the run. They give up the seventh most points to fan, uh, fancy points to running backs. And they also give up a lot of points to the tight end, I believe. So players I'm looking here, Cedric Wilson, like I brought up before, if you're, you know, looking deep, um, Schultz and Zeke, I feel like are must starts, especially if you have two tight ends, like a Mike Kosicki or a Schultz. And on the other side, you're starting Waller, you're starting Derek Carr. Um, should be a high score. Probably game. not. You probably shouldn't be starting Derek Carr. If you have to, I'm not saying like, yeah. hopefully he's not your starting quarterback. But if you, you know, mm-hmm. have a Kyle Murray or you have Mahomes and he's on by, maybe that's like someone you turn to because unless you want to start Matt Ryan or um, Trevor Lawrence, I'd rather take Carr over them, I, I, I would hope. Um, just because, you know, the Cowboys secondary is still a little bit, you know, up in the air. Um, they, st- they get the turnovers, but they'll let up big plays every once in a while. And he has Darren Waller, who looks like he's getting back into, you know, form. But that's it on this game. We'll go to the last Thanksgiving game, 8-20, Bills versus Saints. Go ahead, Lance. Yeah, this game could be extremely boring. Um, <laughs> it has the propensity to be extremely boring. Because Buffalo's offense has not been clicking very well. Um, some weeks they look great. Some weeks they don't. Um, but the Saints have a backup quarterback, a backup backup quarterback in because Jameis Winston is hurt. And apparently um, their other quarterback who they signed is Tyson Hill is definitely not a starting quarterback for them. Um, so that being said, you're going up a backup backup playing against Buffalo's defense. It's just not a good look. It's not going to be a lot of points coming Saints way. The other way around, the Saints' defense isn't exactly something to uh, snub your nose at. I expect maybe an average showing from um, from the wide receivers for Buffalo. So maybe you get um, you get an average stuff out of Cole Beasley, and you get an average stuff out of uh, I can't think of his name. Try to give myself space. Diggs and um, Diggs. Dalton Knox. You'll probably get you'll probably get average stuff out of them. Dawson Knox, you might get, I don't know, below average, maybe 10 points in the most. Um, But don't expect a whole lot out of um, the quarterback. He's not getting the running yards he was getting before. He's definitely not in the same mind uh, frame that he was last year. So he's just not getting those points that you expect out of him. Um, Not that he's a sit. More likely than not, he was too high of a draft pick for you to actually be sitting him on your team. But possible, depending on who you've got on your team, you might want to think about switching that quarterback out. I expect that game to be the boring one. It's not going to be a Jets butt fumble uh, Thanksgiving game, but it's de- <laughs> definitely going to be a boring game. Um, for Alvin Kamara owners, please, you know, Look out and see if he's you know healthy, if he's been practicing. That's one of the things you got to monitor on him. He hasn't played the last two weeks, I believe. Yeah, yeah. last two weeks. 
All right, moving on. We're getting on to Sunday games, one o'clock. We got the Steelers versus the Bengals, divisional game. This one has the recipe to get weird. Um, the Bengals come off of two, you know, not so good games and the bye. Uh, the Steelers come off of a big win with Big Ben. And, you know, you've got the offensive weapons on both teams. So Claypool, Deontay Johnson, um, Najee Harris, Mixon, um, Chase, T. Higgins, and Boyd. Um, I feel like you can play them all with limited expectations just because divisional games get weird. And we've, I think we got a couple more this week. So don't expect huge games out of some of these players, but someone might break off, you know, for a crazy big play and that will boost them up to being, you know, top 10 fantasy points wise. But this is going to be, you know, a normal Steelers versus Bengals game where just weird stuff happens. You know, I wouldn't start Big Ben. Um, I'd be very hesitant to start uh, Burrow just because of the Pittsburgh's defense and they know each other. But, uh, you know, start all the other offensive pieces in this game. Panthers versus Dolphins, Lance. Panthers versus Dolphins. You heard a little bit about this earlier. The Dolphins, nobody on there as a start. Um, not even the Dolphins' defense. We've got Cam Newton in there taking more and more snaps as the starting quarterback, getting better and better at understanding the playbook and what they're trying to run. And perhaps the, the Panthers themselves, going back to some of their previous playbooks and getting plays in there for Cam Newton. A lot of the players that are still on the team do remember playing with Cam Newton. It's only been two years, not even two years year and a half that he hasn't been on a team. So getting back into that frame of mind is going to be good. Cam Newton's probably not available in most of your leagues. That means things are looking up for DJ Moore. Um, still not so much for Ander, uh, Robbie Anderson, but for the most part, Moore is getting better looks. CMC is getting a lot more space. He's not dealing with so many seven-man, eight-man boxes. Um, not that he couldn't still do that. And it's not that the refs aren't allowing him to get extra yards on runs when typically any other running back would have been down with the arm and the ball touching the field. Uh, if you saw that highlight last week, he was pretty much tackled. He touched the ground, not just with his head, but with his arm, arm holding the ball. And that should have been down, but apparently it was not per NFL standards. Um, so, you know. Carolina Panther privilege. Um, <laughs> so look out for the Carolina Panthers to continue to look a bit stronger than they were offensively. That defense didn't need to look any stronger. They were already strong as it was. They're going against Tua. Tua isn't exactly a savant at reading defenses. He's going to get some yardage. He's going to throw some stuff that looks great, but then he's going to make some decisions that are just like, what were you thinking? What were you throwing? What were you doing? I don't expect him to play the whole game. I wouldn't be surprised if he's benched by the fourth quarter, whether it's he's injured or they just need somebody else in there because it's just out of hand and it's just looking bad. Um, so Carolina's an up. Miami's a down in this game. All right. Keeping it moving. Another Look division. At this. Divisional game. NFC East divisional game for Andrew. Oh, yeah. Look. Two of your favorite teams. <laughs> Oh, man. 
two of my most hated teams to be correct. The Eagles versus the Giants. Not so much the Giants. I, I do hate the Eagles. I'm sorry, all my Philadelphia fans, which was mostly most of my friends. But um, another weird one I say is going to happen, just like the Steelers versus Bengals. Um, we've got Saquon returning. Not a lot in the um, wide receiver category for the Giants. They just fired Jason Garrett. Um, I'm not expecting much out of the Giants. I will say that much. The Eagles look pretty decent, especially with Jalen Hurst running around, shaking people's ankles and breaking people's ankles the way they did this past Sunday. And, you know, they have a little bit more rushing talent and obviously Devonta Smith in wide receiver. So this one, I don't know who wins it. It's a, you know, like I said, divisional games get weird. Obviously, I think uh, for the Cowboys purposes, I want the Giants to win because the Eagles have a better record, keep them away from the top. But um, for the most part, I think you're safe playing Barkley. Don't expect too much with the injury coming back, you know, not playing that much. Um, You're playing Hurts and Devontae Smith. The running back situation is ridiculous the running back there is Jalen Hurts like we've said on previous shows for different quarterbacks <laughs> like he's a running back so don't start other running backs on that team um I would stay away from Daniel Jones like I said if if I'm a Mahomes owner and I have to pick between Daniel Jones and Derek Carr I think give me Derek Carr it's like a coin flip but you know go with your gut on that one I'm going to tend to Derek Carr. Maybe Lance says go with Daniel Jones, but you know, it's fantasy. You kind of, you know, take the advice that is given and you roll with it. Next game, Titans and the Patriots. Titans and the Patriots. Okay. So Titans quarterback is Tannehill. Bill Belichick probably has Every note there is, even the notes that his wife wrote, Tannehill, <laughs> everything on this guy. Uh, there's no way, there's no, there's nothing that he hasn't seen with this guy. However, he, I mean, he did see Tannehill put up four touchdowns and 300 yards on a Monday night game back a few years ago when he was still a Miami Dolphin player. But since then, it hasn't been the same thing. There's no Derrick Henry, so there's not going to be that guy that Belichick can't scheme against. Um, So I don't expect Tannehill and the Tennessee offense to get back on track this week. That defense in in the Patriots is going to continue to eat them up. And the Patriots offense is going to continue to to just purr along. But purring just means you have no idea who's scoring this week still. It's going to be Kendrick Bourne. Is it going to be Harris? Is it going to be the other running back? There's no way to know. Uh, Hunter Henry didn't have a great week last week. I do know he's on the waiver wires for a lot of people. Maybe look for him, maybe pick him up, but that's only if you're dying for a tight end. If you, you don't really got a lot out there. Um, don't expect a whole lot out. The, probably the only mo- the most relevant fantasy relevant person in this whole game is going to be Mac Jones, but not enough that it's actually worth a start unless he's your starting quarterback already for some reason. Um, that being said, the New England Patriots probably going to be able to 
work this game and win it. They're at home. It's a one o'clock game. Tennessee is coming off a bad loss. I don't think it's going to get any better for them this week. All right. I'm going to go a little quicker on some of these games that I got. Falcons, Jags. I'm going to keep it simple. Start Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't start Matt Ryan. Um, Start Kyle Pitts with a grain of salt, obviously. If Patterson plays, play him. Everyone else on the Atlanta offense, just stay away. Jaguars, there's almost nobody except for James Robinson. Like, he's the only one. Um, Just expect weird things in this game because Atlanta's like um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde almost sometimes with some of these games. And the Jaguars, I don't know, don't pay enough attention to them each week to – you know, know their relevance here, but we're game I'm predicting here up next Buccaneers and the Colts, which I think has the highest over under this week. Buccaneers and the Colts. So that one makes sense, right? The Colts were able to put in a lot of points in the last few weeks. The Buccaneers have been able to show that they can score. I, however, think it's going to be an under. Colts defense isn't exactly shabby, right? Um, and so I think Tom Brady is going to be a little bit more muted. Same way he's been in the last few weeks. Not exactly clipping at the, the rate he was clipping at the beginning of the season. Um, and so I expect the game to be a little less of a high-scoring game. Like I said, Leonard Fournette's going to have a hard time against that Colts defense. This means it's going to be a lot more throwing. We still don't have Antonio Brown and no idea when he's going to be back fully. Um, so you're talking about Chris Godwin and Mike Evans being their only real options outside of um, Brown. But Gronkowski is still not back. It's not a great passing um, bevy for for the Buccaneers. On the other side, Wentz is still going to keep doing what he's doing. Some weeks he looks great. Some weeks he doesn't. It's Jonathan Taylor's time. He's going to go out there and keep running. I think he's not going to put up 50 points. I really hope he's not going <laughs> to double his average again. Uh, um, that being said, I don't expect him to, to be held to what Tampa has been holding people defensively from a running back perspective. And I think a lot of the running backs, because who Tampa has been playing, the fact that they've been playing with some leads and you're trying to score to keep Tom Brady off the board, there've been a lot more throws and a lot less running. I don't think that's going to happen with the Colts. I think they're still going to go to their man, to Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to continue to show while why Derrick Henry sees him as a uh, as a beloved son, as a as a <laughs> beloved heir to the throne. Um, so Jonathan Taylor is still going to be a start, still going to be a high volume game. It's just not going to be fifty points. Maybe it will be thirty. <laughs> that over under is the highest at fifty one and a half currently. All right, another one for me to go quick on. Jets, Texans, um, no Michael Carter. If you're short at running back, you can probably throw in Ty Johnson and hope for a big game that he had. Not a big game, but a decent game that he had a couple weeks ago. Um, you, I, I saw something like Flacco's out, so I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. But um, yeah. I, I think Flacco's out. I think Mike White is supposed to be the cat, quarterback. I don't think Zach uh, Wilson is there yet. 
But that just means you have nobody, you have no idea who you're starting the Jets if you're doing anything with the Jets. So, AKA, stay away from the Jets, like we've been saying all season. Texans, unless you're in a bind at quarterback, maybe you start Tyrod Taylor and hope for what he, you know, replicate what he did last week, running into the end zone. I think he, he did like a front flip or something into the end zone, something weird. Like he, he got like tackled mm-hmm. into the end zone. Go check the highlights, people. You know, it's pretty interesting what these players do from week to week. But honestly, anyone else on the Texans, stay away. Maybe Cooks if you drafted him and that's your flex play. Uh, next up, Chargers and the Broncos. Chargers and the Broncos, another division game. It's going to be something that's um... – Chargers are looking to string together two good games after being bad. The Broncos are looking to continue their defensive dominance and, and their mediocre uh, mediocre uh, offense. Um, so expect that to be the, the tone of the game, right? The, whether or not the Chargers can figure out their defense, do what they need to do, and whether or not there's anybody playable on the Broncos side outside of the defense. Um, uh, unless there's another big, big tackle, and um, a big break of a tackle. Mike Williams is probably not going to put up 17 points again this week, so don't go throwing them back into your lineups. Um, Keenan Allen's probably going to put up average points, 16, 17 points, which isn't bad for, but it's just not 30, 25 points where some of these wide receivers have been popping and looking very sparkly from week to week. Um, Justin Herbert's probably going to come back down to earth, maybe get 21, 22 points. Um, all Eckler is still going to be your, your boost there. He's still going to be your running back, still going to be putting in those fantasy points. So on that, the Chargers game, you're really looking for Eckler and Keenan Allen to show out. Up next, we've got the five and five Vikings versus the five and five 49ers. And this one should be good from a game perspective, just because each week they have like, odd ways of being in close games or they're like blowing people out both teams I feel like um more so blowing people out the Niners than the Vikings but you're starting Justin Jefferson you're starting Kirk Cousins it should be a good game for him you're starting Davin Cook starting Thielen and maybe Coughlin just because he may get a ed zone or a red zone, you know, um, target touchdown. On the other side, you got Debo, you got the running backs, Mitchell, uh, Trey Sermon, I believe, still isn't getting enough carries or touches or snaps. So Mitchell, Debo, I put up a good game last week, you know, flex play right there. And, you know, George Kittle is coming back to form. So main players on that side is Kittle and Debo, Ayuk, in your flex play. Um, this should be a good game, Lance. You got the L.A. Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so the L.A. Rams, people are looking for them to bounce back. They've had two bad weeks, two down weeks, not just defensively, but also offensively. Um, looking for Henderson to make a bounce back. You're looking for um Stafford to make a bounce back you're looking for OBJ to you know bounce back his whole career you're looking for <laughs> Cooper Cup to continue his dominance even though there's been down weeks Cooper Cup's still putting out great points 
um, two weeks still. Um, going against the Packers, the Packers aren't exactly a stout defensive team, so hopefully they can put it together. Packers, on the other hand, had a great week last week. But who are they playing against, right? They're not playing against the same team, hopefully. On paper, it's not the same type of team. It should be a totally different game. Um, but if the Rams defense from the last two weeks shows up again, expect the Packers to continue to put up the points that they were putting up last week. Um, that means Aaron Rodgers is going to score. That means the wide receivers are going to score. But I'm still worried about Aaron Jones. I'm still worried about that run game. They don't do enough. They never really have with Aaron Rodgers in, in quarterback seat um, to keep those running backs in a healthy range for anybody. Um, so that being said, if you're in Jones, you're kind of stuck with them. You could sit them if you want. Really doesn't make any darn difference because you put them in, you get seven, eight points. It's not that bad. You sit them on a bench. If he puts up 20 points, you're going to be mad. So I wouldn't sit him. He's a stud only because of where he was drafted. He's not exactly a super dud where you don't want him in your lineup at all. Um, what I expect, though, is the Rams to still struggle. What I expect, though, is that the Rams' defense may tighten up a little bit after the bye, but the Packers are probably going to come back, back down to earth. Green Bay is probably going to have average scoring there. The Rams, I think the offense is still going to be muted outside of Cooper Cup. I think Aaron Jones is still injured. I'm trying to look it up, but another person to monitor, guys. Um, hopefully you have his handcuff if you are an Aaron Jones owner. If not, you will be trying to find something else on the waiver wire, which is really slim at running back. But if he does play, obviously Lance just gave you the rundown on him. All right. Sunday night for running backs, though. You still look for running backs. The Jets running back might still be out there. And also look for the Tennessee running backs. I mean, I know a lot of them are still out there. Mickles and the other guy are still out there in a lot of leagues. So you might have one or two options. Okay. We've got the Sunday night game, Browns versus the Ravens. Another divisional game, right? Yep. Yep. So this one could get weird. And we have Lamar and Marquise hopefully playing this week, Hollywood Brown. Um, again, Lamar had a non-COVID illness. Um, hopefully he's fine. He did practice on one of those days, but for whatever reason, they didn't let him play on Sunday. Um, and I believe Marquise Goodwin was just day-to-day with his injury. But, um, you know, this division is tightly knit once again. Ravens are seven and three. Bengals are six and four. Steelers are five and four. And the Browns are six and five and all four teams play each other this week. So Browns, I don't think Hunt is off the IR yet. Start Chubb, um, wide receivers and um, Baker. I'm staying away from unless those are your only options. Um, I know one guy in this other league keeps trying to trade me Dolphin people Jones. Um I just don't reply just because the passing game in Cleveland is not the greatest and I don't, I don't trust it. It's a trap. It's a trap. On the other side of the ball, we've got Freeman who's, you know, been putting up decent games. 
I want to get my hopes up on him. This is not, you know, 2000, whatever, 16, 17. Um, and Lamar will be back as well. So again, just like Jalen Hurts, he is the running back there. So Lamar will, you know, be running around taking uh, snaps and carries away from his running backs. Um, start Marquise Brown, start Mark Andrews. And, you know, like I said, don't get your hopes up. Another weird divisional game. Like those divisional games just almost scare me a little bit. Not like I'm not going to start people, but you just don't know what's going to happen. Like we've mentioned before on the show. And the last game, the Monday night, Seattle versus Washington, which we've talked to a little bit already, but go ahead, Lance, wrap it up for us. Yeah, Seattle versus Washington. It's in Washington. Seattle's going to come over to the side of the, to the, uh, this side of the, uh, the States. Um, Russell Wilson has not been looking good. Um, expect an up or down game on Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. So don't be surprised if you've got Lockett in there. He put up 15 points for you last week. And he puts up three this week and DK Metcalf goes off for 20. Um, but still Seattle having a hard time outscoring Washington and losing. Um, Washington isn't a great team, but not a great team defensively. But for the most part, Seattle's defense isn't that great either. And so you're going to have two bad teams, and I'm still looking for Antonio Gibson to bounce back this week. Don't expect Danger Russ to bounce back, not back fully at least. He puts up 15, 16 points. That'll probably be a bounce back, but not necessarily where you want that quarterback. Because if you were taking Russ, you were probably taking him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, maybe even the eighth if you are lucky enough he was still around. Um, but what you got for him is not MVP level, not – not release the Russ, not re- let Russ cook. It's not <laughs> been that all year. So don't expect that to come back this week either against Washington. Monday night game, be the only thing keeping your attention that night. Um, but at the same time, I don't think they're going to come fully back. Washington's probably still going to control this game. Antonio Gibson's going to get the rock and hopefully get those points that he needs this week. Oh, we did it. We got through Thanksgiving week, week 12 preview. With no turkey involved. No turkey involved. We are going to wrap up the show with the in-season tip. And you can speak to this, you know, as you feel, Lance. Um, And one thing I don't have in the notes is, this is basically, you know, always check your inactives right before the game start. You know, any late time scratches. And, you know, use when it, at whatever news you have to your advantage and kind of go with your gut sometimes based on recent data, you know, the advice you hear from us on the show or wherever you get your fancy advice from. Um, a good example of this is Cam Newton last week. I told you one league I had him and I picked him up and I didn't start him over Russ, but another league I had Lamar Jackson, who was like right before the game, a healthy scratch. And, you know, I needed a quarterback. So I put in Cam, he scores 30. He wins me my week. You know, I'm in contention for the playoffs in this league now. So it's all good. And I kind of just went with my gut, you know, it was a good matchup on paper. Cam had a, 
a decent showing, you know, the week before wasn't anything crazy. Also a little bit of revenge game versus um, Ron Rivera, but, you know, take some of the stuff that we tell you, the matchup you see on paper and, you know, your gut and kind of, you know, make a revenge game. That's messed up. Why do we call it a revenge game? Ron Rivera. loved that boy. All right. Oh, uh, it was rule that got rid of him. This is true. Well, all right, take that out, but (laughs) take that out. Not a really a wrench game, but he still got me the points I needed. And that's the whole emphasis of this uh, in-season tip. And then another thing to look out, you know, um, all the platforms have some sort of like opponent ranking um, for your current week that your player has, like use those as well to your advantage. Um, There'll be some players that go up against the top nose defense um, against say the quarterback versus another you know guy that's going up against a middle of the pack maybe you're taking that a flyer on that quarterback who's middle of the pack uh, versus defense versus you know top you know other defense that's not laying a lot of points to quarterbacks so there's a lot of uh, features out there data you know use those things to your advantage when you're looking at your last, you know, final setting of your lineup before game time, especially yeah, just don't week. look at the highlights. Yeah. Just don't look at the <laughs> highlights. Cause if you watch the highlights, it would look like the Dallas Cowboys have a great secondary in reality, <laughs> blocked passes, no yardage. That stuff doesn't make the highlight reels. It's only those interceptions. You got to look at those teams that actually keep them down and jumping onto what Andrew said about looking at the rankings Sometimes also figure out who are the shutdown quarterbacks or cornerbacks this year. Is it Jalen Ramsey? Is it a few other people? And then look, who are they going to most likely cover during the game? Because those are the people that are going to shut down. Um, if you look at those pressers, if you figure out who they're saying they're going to cover, that's the stuff that's going to really maybe make or break whether or not the ranking that you see there also holds up to what you expect. Because sometimes those jet rankings, you're going up against the Jets defense. If you were going against Dale Revis, yeah, that, that was definitely going to be a down week for you, your wide receiver. But if you were going up against some of the other people like Wilson or somebody else on the Jets that week, you might still be able to get those yards, and especially if the quarterback's looking the other direction. So sometimes the shutdown quarterbacks are even more important to know than just the rankings. Oh, yeah. Well, we did it once again without ooze. Shout out to ooze. He's got a new job. He's got, you know, things to tend to, baby. He's doing big things over there. But he will be back with us soon enough for another episode of The Russell. He's got to let us know so we can put it on the the socials what his uh, Thursday picks are. So we got to send him that that text. Oh, yeah. We need to know the betting tips. Big bet, Suze. We need you for your big bets. Anyway. It's been real here at the Russell. Happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate you guys listening. Hope you are making that final push to your playoffs and you get some good fantasy production this week and enjoy, you know, fantasy, listen to us and your Thanksgiving.